Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. NBC Network Television Premiere. You sense something terrible in what you know. Get your parents' permission before you call. Welcome back to Rabbit and Red Radio. I am still John Spooky Rhodes, and with me, as always, is dun, Michael dun, Myers dun. J. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just going to keep changing up your name until I come up with something that I like. <laughs> you know, well, Mike, we go back to a pumpkin, kind of, for the opening of this one. We do, we do, but hold up, hold up. You're always so excited to get into this. Yeah. I, and I think that kind of tells. We're five into this. Are you feeling fatigued at all? Um, well, see, it's Halloween, so it's kind of hard for me to get tired of it. Um, uh, I'm not either, which is surprising. I mean, yeah. I have, I I watched part four twice, and then I have I have to say before this recording, um, I actually watched it with the commentary. <laughs> Oh, with uh, did you watch the commentary with uh, the director? Yeah, with Dwight. Yeah. Okay. Because there is a commentary on, um, mm, I oh uh, with um Ellie and uh. Well, yeah, I've I've seen that commentary before, but there's also a commentary with the writer Alan B. McElroy. Wait, what? Really? Yes. Uh, I'm surprised that you. It's not on mine. Um, I only. Um. Really. No, no, no! On on mine from Scream Factory, uh, really? I only have it's, it's Dwight and uh, an author of a book about Halloween. I, I believe he did the novelization. Yes, Justin Beam. Um, right, and then the the two actors are on the other one. There's not a third one that I'm aware of. I don't believe there is no, at all. Well, see, here's the thing: that was on the Divi Max uh, DVD that Anchor Bay put out. Um, I, I think, now don't quote me on this because I don't fucking remember, but, um, I, I'm not sure if Anchor Bay, because Anchor Bay originally released Halloween 4 and 5 on Blu-ray before the box set. I'm not sure if, um, Anchor Bay had ported that over to their DVD or not. I'm going to have to check because... I had I still have that DVD because 
or not that DVD, but that Blu-ray, because um, there was that sync issue with the Scream Factory disc. Mm-hmm. So, as a replacement, Scream Factory just sent um, the Anchor Bay original for Blu-ray. So I'm going to have to pop that disc in and see if the McElroy commentary is on there. If not, um, I believe I still have four on DVD. Uh, maybe I'll have to like set you up with a copy of that because that commentary is very, very good. Uh, if you don't have it uh just let me know i will pick that up on ebay or something because yeah i actually really want to hear that but um it's it's very it's i mean holy shit it's very good uh yeah i i do have to say five into this i'm not fatigued at all i'm still i i'm eager man i i'll pop in right in after the other which is this is the first time with a retro or a special or anything like that that I've done that with Death Wish, man. Death Wish, I've, you were already like, well, we were five days in. We were on Death Wish five at this point. I uh, was I was ready for Charles Bronson to shoot me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even, it took longer with um, Slasher Summer, but I was starting to get fatigued. Mostly trying to get all the research and everything because that one was a lot more involved but right. i think that's what was fatiguing me was you know and our special guests and this and that and i know we had people lined up for this but you know this is just easier and right sometimes it's just nice to talk to you and blow through this shit so yes it can be sometimes so all right mike Hit me with your experience of Halloween 5. Okay, well, Halloween 5 was released in October of 1989, I believe, and I did go see it opening night. It was with my mother again, and I believe um, I did get picked up from school early to go and see it. Um, I don't. So, so your mom pulled you out of school to go watch a movie? Uh, yeah, that happened when I was in elementary school. Uh, like, I want to say between second and fifth grade, I would say that I almost got picked up from school every, because I used to go to the movies every Friday. I thought my parents were cool. You have now put my parents to shame in my mind. She, well, if there was, especially if there was a horror film that I wanted to see, she would make sure, or... My, my my dad to a lesser extent, but she would make sure that I would get there, like, normally, the day that it was released. And um, we would try to hit, like, the, like, Twilight show, because that was, like, between four, anywhere between four and six. I think tickets were, um, like, 375 because then after six o'clock they went up to like six fifty or six seventy five, hmm. and yeah, so we tried to hit it between four and six on a Friday, any showtime that they would have, um, you know, between there. But I remember, you know, I went to see it. It was like a year after Halloween four. I was very excited to see it, and I did initially, you know, um. I think my feeling on the film has changed a little over time, <laughs> but um, when I had seen it uh, initially, you know, 10-year-old Michael J. was... Blown away. It was Halloween, and Donald was in it again, and uh, yeah, it was uh, pure magic. <laughs> um. For myself, uh, I was I was definitely late to this one. Uh, I I know I I'd seen it on TV. I don't think I even really finished it on TV. I I just remember being upset. had to be cable, right, right. Because it the only time the only for just just for your knowledge, um, aside from cable, the only other channel to air Halloween four or five was AMC. Well, um, I can't tell you at this point. I was, I was probably over a decade ago. Well, I know it was over a decade ago. But anyway, um, I just remember being upset because it, 
to me it felt like one and two it felt like halloween and four just fucking screamed the halloween season and then five you know the sun's out and grass is bright green and right it didn't it doesn't that upset me and then of course other things i just never really got into it right um it wasn't until i got my box set that i really sat down and watched this one and paid attention to it and man if it wasn't part of the box set uh, after that first viewing i would have probably burned it <laughs> but wow we're gonna have to see if that holds up because uh let's let's just dive into this motherfucker and for that we need a little information yes halloween five now correct me if i'm wrong is this not the revenge of michael myers this is the revenge of michael myers yes no well imdb is wrong because they don't have that as the subtitle it's just halloween five so halloween because i don't think they i don't think they put the subtitle in the opening credits huh that's okay i was on the poster and it was on the original VHS when it was released on VHS through CBS Fox. But hmm. I know it was not in the credits. All right. So Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, 1989. Yes. This one is directed by Dominique Goudier. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Gerard, I believe. Dominique sure. Othren Gerard. Yeah, a Frenchman. Yes. This one stars Donald Pleasance. Yeah, we're just going to call him Frenchie from now on. Yeah, I like that, Frenchie. All right, so this stars Donald Pleasance, Daniel Harris, uh, Bo Starr, um, Jeffrey uh, Landman, Wendy Kaplan. Um, Yeah, we're going to call it good there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And... Mike, you, you must be happy because we are right back with the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, I did like that. Like I said in in the you know, in the beginning, I did like that they did go back to that in some way, shape, or form. It felt Halloween-y to me from the very beginning with that. And one thing I have to give them that I do kind of like is that it's, it's not like the typical one. It, it's much more vicious. It, it's just kind of like a brutal carving of the pumpkin. We just see the knife being fucking thrust left and right. So, right. Which then, I was led to believe is, is Myers stabbing the jack-o'-lantern. I, I think it was just their way of paying homage to how the others have opened and kind of setting the tone. Mm, could be. Anyway. Um, from here, we get to see the ending of part four yes. again. Which Where, I believe uh, they did actually just use that footage over. They did. They did. Um, Michael, we now clearly see, has fallen down a mine shaft. Yes. He crawls into further into the shaft as a redneck appears with dynamite. Yes. Yes, dynamite. Throws it down the shaft, and Michael is kind of blown out into the river. Yeah. Floats down to a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then collapses in a hermit's shack and sleeps there for a year. Which I didn't fully understand. I still don't fully understand that. Yeah, so he 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 grabs a hold of the bridge, mm-hmm. brings himself up ashore, yeah. realizes that there's a, a house, a shack, whatever there. Which, was that really a problem in the 80s that, you know, people just lived in shacks in the woods? Because you see it in a bunch of 80s horror films. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Apple air yet. Yeah. He just stumbles in, goes to kill the guy, but just passes out. And then this this opening makes no fucking sense Well, I was wondering if the reason he passed out was because maybe at that point it was November 1st and he lost his power. So are they trying to say that he hibernates between, you know, is that what Frenchie is trying to say? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, Frenchie had a completely different opening. Yeah. And they forced him to change it. Yeah. I know. I saw Uh, the alternate opening. I don't know if I enjoyed that anymore, but. I. Wait, you actually saw it? I didn't. 
it's, it's not. It's it's on the disc. No, it's not. They talk about it. No, I believe that there is footage on the disc. Yeah, I you don't get to see the whole thing. Right. I my opinion, I think that would play out better, especially how things go, because instead of just this old hermit, we have this young gaunt guy that's kind of like a an occultist, let's put it that at that. Right. And he brings Michael into his shack and performs a, a ritual on him. And I, I like that more. And because that could then, have been then the we true can officially, beginning of Thorn. We can yes, we can officially tie everything back to that if they would use that. The 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 whole Thorn thing, um the supernatural Michael at this point. We right. we could have tied it all right back to that. And in my mind, that would make more sense than him taking a year long nap. Right. Because is... we Yeah, we get nothing. He just comes to a year later right. and kills the man. And okay, if if we can just even jump over that, even if you're a hermit that's a recluse hiding in the woods, if some guy shows up and then passes out and has bullet holes in him, yeah. would you not take him at least to a road and drop him off? Would you not take him to a hospital? Or something? You, know you just set him in a you set him on a fucking stone altar in your shack and leave him there for a fucking year? And and first off, why do you even stay in the shack? Yeah. Why would you not leave the shack? Fuck that. I'd toss his ass in the river, if, if anything. Well, no, because that might wake him up. Then you're, is, you're fucked. I don't know. It's nonsensical. It's stupid. And then right from here, we get to see that Jamie is now in a children's clinic. Yeah. And can't fucking speak. Right. Just... <laughs> She will uh, stabilize. That was great, but we'll get to that in a minute. But I like how, you know, she has the little chalkboard and she's going like, uh, and she's having that little attack because now you see that He's coming like, for me. Yeah, you're psychically linked. And then that's when he wakes up and he kills the fucking hermit. And she's like... I, I can kind of... I don't know, man. If they threw a lot a shit at us as viewers with this one and if they would have just decided one thing to throw at us i could kind of go with it okay. like i if you give me one thing that is your macguffin for a film i can go with it but when you're throwing me five different fucking things right calm the fuck down okay psychic link now michael has a tattoo uh michael wakes up a year later uh, it, and it just goes on just calm down. Give me one thing. Psychic link. Okay, I can go with that. Okay. <laughs> but, so yes. Uh, they believe she's having some kind of attack. They're going to give her a tracheotomy. Yeah. And, and then... That's when Loomis Dr. just Loomis appears in the... He appears in the operating room. Where yeah. they're going to do it. Like, he just shows up. And I'm thinking to myself, the one thing that, that, that crossed my mind is... They're His going, makeup job looks horrible? Well, no, not that. But they're going into this thing. That's supposed to be a sterile environment. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of those fuckers... Washed their hands, did even? Did any sort of scrubbing whatsoever. No. That is a fucking germ-ridden, disease-ridden infection thing waiting to happen. Well, uh, let's face facts here this is a children's clinic most likely that's just like a nurse's office they don't have an operating room there this yeah, is like but... wake the doctor up this bitch is dying we got to do emergency shit or she's gonna die here yeah but still you know they they should do oh yeah some form of disinfection oh yeah it's a bad idea yeah a hundred percent and then a psychiatrist not even an actual doctor yeah walks in no no it will calm. And he's like, she will stabilize. Get you. She has something to tell us. Yeah. That doctor should have just been like, who the fuck are you? You well, are not a real he, doctor. Obviously, he Get knows, knows you know, who he is. Obviously. I guess Loomis now just volunteers at this children's clinic I think to keep an eye on her. Yeah, I think he's just looking out for her. 
I'm assuming he's now retired and just kind of volunteering there. Uh, I don't think he's retired. I don't think he retired until the end of five, like eh. between five and six. I, I, I that's how I kind of take this. It's never really said, yeah. but, um, yeah. So this medical doctor decides to listen to the psychologist that she'll calm her her shit down and be fine. And lo and behold, she is right. And now suddenly. Dr. Loomis knows she has something to tell him. Mm-hmm. You can see him, can't you? It's like, oh my, where the fuck did this come from? How did you come to this conclusion already? He's smart. He's following bad writing. <laughs> I blame Frenchie because Frenchie yes. was involved with the writing, so I blame him yes, entirely for that. Um. So yeah, from here... Uh, we get to see Rachel and uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Tina. Tina. Now is I've heard this before. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Yeah. Is Tina the girl that was being babysat in part one? No. No. Lindsay was the girl that was being babysat <sighs> okay. in part one. I don't remember where I heard that, but I specifically remember hearing that 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 was the case so that is not the case no whoever said that is an idiot (laughs) um so yes uh she meets them and their new dog which is uh a much better dog than their golden retriever that was killed quietly and the last one we left that out but that is an ongoing trend for michael he kills the dogs yes and uh they're all happy and then dr loomis shows up and kind of a killjoy and kicks everyone out Mm -hmm. and uh what's going on here (laughs) and then we have a scene where jamie freaks out she's having the psychic connection flash again Mm -hmm. and draws uh max the dog's jaws as michael's staring at it yes and of course dr loomis automatically knows what's going on and believes her and calls Rachel to get out of the house. He's there. And she listens. Surprisingly. And, and then, what, oh my god, Mike, my favorite part, the cops. The oh cops god. show up. Do, 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 do. Boing! Yeah. Oh my god. That I don't uh, like. Yeah, fuck you, Frenchie. This is not funny. This is ruinous. Yeah, Frenchie did kind of turn it into a circus at that point, and I was not happy. No, it's bullshit. Young me still gave it, but the thing is, young me, 10-year-old me, gave it a pass just because of what it was. But now me, well, obviously, before 39-year-old me, (laughs) you know, younger than 39-year-old me, but still 39-year-old me, cannot give Frenchie a pass because of that, no. No, no, not, okay, the sound effects are above and beyond it's, it's yeah. too much but even the way they act it's yeah. it's stupid you, you don't and need it you really don't no. need it no not at all and so these two buffoons which the film is letting us know they're buffoons and they right. even admit that they're buffoons right search the house and don't find michael who's in the fucking house right so rachel goes back in and michael's hiding in her closet uh i kind of like that I still I, can't watch that kill scene either. Oh, I, I like that we see him hiding in the closet. I wish we just didn't see him kind of like, all right, I'm going to sidestep out of frame. Like, if if she would have just turned to obscure him and he sunk back into the darkness and we just didn't see what the hell happened. Yeah. That would have played better than him being like, oh, fuck, I got to walk out of here. I, I don't like that. I liked seeing him there. I like that aspect. Well, no, um, I'm saying I can't watch him kill her because it just yeah, scares me. Yeah, the, the scissors. I always hide my face when i know that he's gonna when that's gonna happen and uh, i can't remember but i i know that ellie demanded that her kill be changed because i believe it was supposed to be topless and really gory and that she just wasn't down for that so right and yeah i don't um honestly i'm surprised that she that she let it pass with you know her in the shower because you can still you know what i mean even with the shower you can see the outline yeah right so I thought that even that was a little, you know, for yeah, her. And even in this, um, Rachel seems different. It doesn't seem like the same character. No, definitely not. And I mean, I, I think, 
you know, and I know that they killed her off, you know, so early into it for pure shock value. That's what, you know, he was trying to go for. But again... It, it doesn't work. No, it was a huge mistake. I think that, you know, you're, you're killing off one of your main protagonists, and I, I just don't think that that works. That's like a, now, a setup for disaster. Let, let me pitch you something different, Mike. Okay. What if we let's go about this film differently alright we don't open with seeing uh, Michael crawling into the river mm-hmm. alright Yeah. maybe we, we see a man we'll go with the, the witch doctor the skinny fuck Okay. Drag. we see him drag a body look at the mask and then we'll cut we get the opening credits and then let's just stick with Jamie from here. We see Jamie, and let's keep being reminded that her her stepmom didn't live. Let's fuck that. That's stupid. Clearly, that bitch was stabbed like seven times right. in the chest. Right. That bitch is dead. So now let, let's focus on: Is Jamie having a psychic connection to Michael, or is Jamie batshit crazy turning into Michael? Okay. Right. Well, let's, let's dial Loomis back where he's not so batshit crazy himself and not so believing, but let's make him believe that L- Jamie is turning into Michael, okay? Right. So now we can have things play out somewhat similar, but Lori, or Lori, Rachel's in the house. She can do her, her, her whole thing. We don't have to have the stupid boing cop bullshit. Yeah. We can just have her be suspicious mm-hmm. and have an actual really good kind of chase scene in this and then the shock can be we thought she got away and Michael kills her right in front of us. Right. So that end of the third act pretty much is where we realize Michael's back and Jamie is connected to him. She's not crazy. That would play out so much better. But we have Frenchie behind the wheel here and I don't think he understands. This is what, his second or third film, right? Right. And I mean, again, um, Mustafa has already said, you know, he's apologized for this because he said, you know, because 4 was such a big hit that in his mind he just wanted to get another one out as fast as possible. So that's what he did. And, you know, in the process, that's, you know. Anyway, um... So that that's kind of our first act. Uh, Rachel's dead. Nobody really knows it. Uh, Tina shows up at the house. Yeah. Michael kind of stalks her. She goes off with a friend. Um, and then he, here's something I really love. She goes off with a friend. Mm-hmm. There's a car driving in the distance, like more than a block away and she yells hey Michael the car screeches to a stop and the guy says what motherfucker you're like half a mile away A how the hell did you hear that bitch and B, uh, no let's stick with A cause that's fucking stupid he's got sensitive hearing so how, we've already later in the film we see the car is very loud and he drives it very aggressively you wouldn't hear her Especially with the top down. Mm-hmm. All you're going to hear is the wind and the motor. And probably his shitty 50s music because he looks like a goddamn greaser. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And from what we're shown here, yeah, the, the children's clinic is like, what, a block away? Because they're having a conversation walking. They leave the house having the conversation and then they're at the children's clinic. Right. I, we we saw the entire conversation. It's like a fucking block away. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I, I don't understand it. You know. <laughs> um, but Michael is there stalking them. You know, hiding in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they kind of take off in the car. Um, th- there's more stupid bullshit. We kind of get to know these teens because Michael is fixated on them mm-hmm. now. Uh, the greaser kid loads up his car with stolen beer and 
I, I'm not shitting you. This is 1989. This guy's wearing a leather jacket, mm-hmm. round sunglasses, and keeps waxing his car. I mean, this, he's the Fonz. Yeah. He hey, just asshole. Needs to go, hey. hey, asshole. <laughs> you want to play? <laughs> Trick or treat. Uh, fortunately, yeah, we don't have to deal with this asshole much longer. Michael kills him, drags him off, and then, oh my God, one of the most head-scratching things. Michael decides not only is he going to kill him and steal his car, mm-hmm. he's going to pick up Tina. Yeah. Why? Can you tell me that, Mike? Why? Why, why would he do that? Well, maybe. My thought was maybe because she would go see... Maybe he feels that uh, he would lead her to... Or she would lead him to Jamie. Okay. I, I can go with that, but why does he stop to get her smokes? It's like he's going to take her to the party. You pick her up, you snatch that bitch, and you show her the picture. Well, that's why he put the mask... That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, so she would get in the car, but then she's in the car. He has her. All he has to do is grab her by the throat. He's already stolen a picture of Jamie. He never does a goddamn thing with it, but he's stolen the picture. Right. Show it to her. <laughs> yeah, why does... That's something else that kind of, you know, I was wondering I'll, about, too. It, when they stop at the gas later. station for her to get smokes, why does he just drive away? He puts his mask on. No, he he's waiting for her. On. He's waiting for her, but the cops show up. Oh, and then yeah. He takes so then then he the took cops off. Yeah, right. Right, because Jamie has another psychic experience, and Loomis, of course, believes her. Yes. And they decipher that the big woman with cookies is at Cookie this gas woman? station. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And Michael takes off, leaving her. But yet, no, we're, we're undeterred. You know, Jamie can now talk. Tina is still going to the party. She goes to the party. And Michael... Oh, the two doofus cops follow her. And Michael shows up. They blatantly see a guy in a Myers mask show yeah. up at the party and like... Eh, Definitely whatever. not funny. Yeah, they they prank the the cops. The cops don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael shows up and kills some people. Uh, I do kind of like the pitchfork through the back. However, I'm just curious. If the guy's oh. wearing overalls mm-hmm. and they're still up to his navel, how's he having sex? Were they still? I thought that he pulled yeah, them off yeah, by that point. No, no. The whole time, you never see ass. Oh, really? So oh. I, I don't. I don't know how he's having sex. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. Um, I like the pitchfork kill. Uh, the the side we don't. Maybe really that's see his it. way of protection. <laughs> yeah, just not pulled out of your pants. Yeah. Dry humper. Dry humper. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, a cop. The cops, oh my god, they yell at Michael Myers, tell him to get over there. Yeah. And then he kills them, we don't see that. The The party dispenses to go skinny dipping. Okay. Um, Jamie has ran off to find Tina. Yeah. She finds her just as Michael has killed her two friends, killed the cops, and then he starts up the stolen car mm-hmm. and decides There's that to chase run. through the... Yeah. yeah. That was a good right. chase. It was good. However, is it's nonsensical because he could just run her over at any point. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason that he's doing 15 or 10 behind her. Just put it to the floor. Over. Yeah, I so, would wonder. That's why, you know, unless he's just trying to taunt her. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Right. But yeah, he wrecks into a tree, which, like I was saying, if this little girl's running in front of him, he's maybe doing 10, 5. But he hits this tree at like fucking 50. Car explodes. Is that realistic or no? No. You would have bent the bumper and it would have sat there because he was going like 5. Right. Uh, But when he hits that tree, man, he's doing like fucking 50. Mm -hmm. No, it wouldn't have exploded, but it would have been a hell of a wreck. Right. The explosion looks cooler. I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. And we get the nice scene where, you know, they're trying to get up, and we hear the horn, and then suddenly the horn stops. Yeah. I I do have to ask. The little boy, I don't know his name, and I don't give a shit about his name. Did Michael actually hit him when he was trying to run Jamie over? Yes. So, this little kid, Billy, gets hit with a fucking car. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a 69 Camaro. 
Okay. With a steel bumper. Okay. And he just gets up and helps Jamie up. Fuck you, film that kid would not get up. Well, he is All a right. stutterer, so I think the stutter made him... Yeah, whatever. Um, Tina then sacrifices herself. Yeah. Which, this could now, be a good scene. F- yeah, okay, but he stabs her in the fucking arm. I thought it was chest, but... I thought it was the arm. Anyway, well, this film's kind of dark to begin yeah. with, so... Yeah. Um... Either way, she's telling them to get away. She's trying to fight him. He stabs her. They just stand there screaming no. They watch her fall down, and she's still trying to say get away as she's dying. And then they finally decide to leave. This would have played out better if they would have actually fucking ran and her sacrifice meant something. <laughs> but. Yeah, they're, 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 it was like no, yeah. Yeah. They run into the waiting arms of Dr. Loomis, who rescues them. Yes. The cops, you know, take them all away, and Loomis stays there. He gives this whole little speech about where he's going to take Jamie. Great monologue. And, yeah, I got to say Great monologue, great, and I, great. I, I also appreciate the fact that Myers is there in the woods. You can just catch a glimpse of him. Yeah, and he's there, and again, he doesn't, he doesn't try to approach Loomis. No, he's just listening. Right. I like that. Um, they go to the house. Uh, apparently there was an attack at the children's clinic. And all I the cops, still don't which, like the house in this film at all. There's no... Oh, uh, my God. It went from this average house to this, like, grand fucking Victorian. It's how no How does con- that... Okay, that's what I don't understand. How does somebody green light that? I, it was somebody say, above the director that just didn't pay attention because... He went with it, and this is what we're doing. We are going to do it like this, and we'll have this wonderful gothic lighting flowing through, and we'll pump smoke in so that you can see it. It's, it's very atmospheric. Yeah, but, and Mustafa but should have not been like the same. Who gives shit? And Mustafa should have been like, um, uh, um, uh, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the house isn't even the right fucking color. No. It's now, like, three times the size it was. Uh, anyway. It's a big mansion. Yeah. This is a Victorian mansion with a fucking laundry chute suddenly. And right. Whatever. Um, yeah. he. So, Myers distracts the cops by attacking the clinic. I think he kills a couple people. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, and suddenly, this town that had to completely, you know, hire... All new cops completely rebuild its police force. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, holy shit, man! They had like fucking twenty cop cars there and a SWAT team and mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh my god, the budget they must have gave him fucking Sheriff Meeks is insane. <laughs> yeah. Or Meeker, sorry, yes. Meeker. Anyway, Meeks. um, Randy Meeks, Randy from Scream. Go ahead. No, sorry. Yeah, Meeker. Uh, anyway. Dr. Loomis, of course, knows that Michael's still coming there, holds Jamie hostage. Yeah, he did go uh, a little batshit there. He really did. Uh, he's He's been kind of there the entire film, Mike. I mean, and, come on. He's screaming at a little girl, Where is he? Why are you protecting? Like, there's a nurse sitting there trying right, to comfort right, the kid. Like, what? Right. <laughs> My God. Anyway, um, yeah, Michael uh, uh, shows up. Uh, the fat cop, I kind of liked him. Um, yeah, he's been in a few him. things. He was in that show, Life Goes On, with Corky. Yeah, I I, I liked him. Uh, he's a Michael good character Corky actor. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Loomis, Loomis again talks to Michael, and I think he he had Michael going up until he tried to get the knife away from him. I so think you if you would just, you think he was listening to him. I I I think Michael was on board until Loomis tried to take the knife away. I think that was what drew. That That's was just what made much. him fucking push him yeah. down. Yeah, he slices his abdomen open, shoves him through a window, and then throws him through the fucking staircase or yeah. through the railing, I should say. Yeah, but the railing breaks, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then Jamie tries to escape through the laundry chute. We get a actually pretty cool scene of you know. Michael stabbing the the shoot. Jamie's trying to crawl away. Which, yeah. by the way, according to 
Danielle Harris, they really did that. She was really held in the laundry chute, and the stuntman playing Michael really did stab a knife through it. Right. And so. But they cut that part with her... Because, getting stabbed? Yeah, because they said that... Um, it was too much to watch a child get stabbed. Right. I think they should have left it in, honestly. I, I do, too, but we get the hint. Um, and then she goes up and finds that Michael has built another shrine. Now it's to her. Yeah. And he's put all his victims around. Yeah. And uh, we get the scene where he's about to kill her. And she, she sees Rachel uncle. dead. Yeah, and she sees Rachel yeah. dead. And Max is dead, mm-hmm. too. Dead. Yeah, hanging there. Yes. What? But she, she calls him uncle, uncle and he stops. Boogeyman? He stops. Yeah, Boogeyman. Let like, me come see. On. And then she it takes off. If, and if, and if, then he takes off the wanted. fucking mask. And she's yeah, like, yeah. you're just and like me. And he's crying. And you he's see crying. And then as soon as she, please, let me. And then as soon as Touch. she goes to fucking wipe that yeah. tear away, Touches. he yep, yep. fucking goes full-on batshit. Yeah, full-on ballistic. The mask has to go back on. Yeah. And then he's trying to stab her. Um, um, <sighs> I don't know why they didn't do anything to his face. Yeah, that's another... Oh. Throughout the whole movie... It's like there was. There's no evidence of a burn. Or no, anything no, his like hands that. are burnt. His hands have the scars. Yeah, on but them, his but face they... is completely clean. And you just said to me before that he would look yeah, he, like his Freddy face Kruger, would have been burnt. Yes, I mean, they even in part four they have him wearing the bandages, which I missed it when we were talking about part four. But I think that was a missed opportunity. They should have just left him in the bandages. No, I would probably I, I, never watch that film. I'm just saying I think that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, or at least never kept him in the bandages until the third act. No, I, I, I think that watched. was a cool thing. They could have gave him his mask at the very end or at the beginning of this one. Either way. Um, uh, yeah, he flips the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> Loomis then comes to yeah. and uses Jamie as bait. Yeah. To lure Michael into where he has a trap, he drops a, a chain met on him, and then shoots him with two tranquilizers and starts beating him. With a two-by-four, I believe. Right. And then has a heart attack on top of it. No, it's a stroke. I thought it was a heart attack, but it's a stroke. He plays it like it's a heart attack. Yeah, but it's a stroke. Well, it, it should have been a heart attack. It's a stroke. Anyway, he collapses on top of him. Yeah. The cop cars show up. And then I thought, because like when that happened... I, I literally like got all emotional because I thought that that was the end of Halloween. Um, I, I thought honestly, they both were dead. I think that would be kind of a fitting end if we just ended with the the flashing lights on those two and Jamie just crying in the corner. I think that would have been a good ending to this. Right. But Frenchie's behind the wheel, and we we can't have an ending where the two go out together. No, no, no. Mm. No, Jamie is taken. To the police station where we now see Myers shackled in a cell. Yeah. And we're talking about how he's going to rot away in a federal penitentiary for the rest of his life. She's then taken to a car. And this mysterious stranger that we've seen, what, three times now throughout the film? Right. Walking around with, you know... The uh, silver tip boots. The silver tip boots and the trench coat. Mm-hmm. Walks into the police station. Shoots all the cops sets off an explosion and frees Michael Mm -hmm. and we end with Jamie wandering in seeing all the dead bodies and the cell just blown apart and starts crying no no ding 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 I did like that ending though like I just I don't know I still kind of like that ending the way that that played out um I don't know it's it's and it just pissed me off that I had to wait six years until I got the next film. See, you're lucky I'd... you didn't have to go through that period of waiting for this shit. No. Because it was um, all available when you went to see it. So, I, Honestly, I would have liked it better. I, I'm going to rewrite this film again. If the guy just walks in and we just we hear the explosion we hear cops screaming if we don't see him standing there with a machine gun just shooting yeah. if we just hear people screaming and we leave it more mysterious and then jamie walks in 
and there's cops laying there dead and the cell's just blown apart. Right. Or what about but, uh or what about like you said, end it on the red and blue flashing lights on Myers and Loomis just laying there. Right. That would have been awesome. That would yeah. have been the best ending to this. And you know, the next film can always kick it off from wherever. <sighs> yeah, I think that that probably would have been a better ending. But all right, Mike, uh I let, let me go first with my closing yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Um please do. Like like I said before, my original impression of this film was that it was just it was fucking horrible. It, it was the worst in that franchise and it's it's fucking right there. Oh, we'll get but, the worst in the franchise because it's not this. No. <laughs> I'm not sure if it gets much worse than we've already discussed, but this movie's fucking stupid. Um it doesn't feel like fall. It, it takes a lot of what they did right in part four mm. and just dismisses it. But, and okay, I was really on board with Loomis and four with this one. They completely destroy the Loomis character. Loomis is obsessed to the point that he's abusive. Um, this does not seem anything like the Loomis that we've got to know. This guy is an asshole. I don't like him. Um, the only thing that I feel this film got right at all yeah. was Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that having said that, he doesn't always act like Michael because I, writing is horrible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the guy that portrayed him, I think, did a good job, and we get a lot more of him looming just kind of stalking in the background and i i like that that's what i want out of michael and that's really the only thing this has going for it i think the psychic shit is stupid i think the stuff they did with the cops is fucking horrible um i i think what they did to loomis is just blasphemous Mm -hmm. uh this is this is not a good film it has decent atmosphere i do like that and i like what they did with Michael. Past that, fuck this movie. Um, the best I can do is this is a two because it does have those things going for it. It does have nice atmosphere and it does have a good portrayal of Michael. However, that mask we haven't talked about at all. Mm-hmm. I thought the mask in part four was pretty good. Uh, this mask is fucking horrible. I didn't like the mask here either, really. I mean, it's not no, the worst no. of the franchise. H2O gets that honor. This is pretty fucking bad, though. Mm. I mean, it's 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 a bad fucking mask. I mean, and it's split clear up the back, so it doesn't quite stay on. And uh, right, yeah, it was definitely different in that sense. And then, um, yeah. yeah, two out of five. Wow. Um, well, uh, I might kind of be in line with that with you. I mean, not entirely, but um, even though Loomis is over the top. Um, Ridiculous. Over the top, man. Uh, he's throwing shit, he's, screaming he's, at this child. He's over <laughs> the top. For me, though, he's the only saving grace with this movie for me. I guess. Oh, you you didn't like Michael in this? I thought I thought the 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 stuntman portraying him did a good job. No, for me, Donald is really the only reason to watch this film. Um, and that's only because you know I I I try to watch just his performances get me for whatever reason i usually like them all um so uh but there's there it was noted in a few articles that i've read on this movie that donald had said that this was to be his final halloween he was done with it after this um he and he and frenchy did not get along there was a lot of fighting back and forth on the set between them because he would say that Loomis would not do this. Loomis would not act like this. That he should have stuck to his guns more. And that hostility, man, that comes across. Because he Loomis is just pissed off this entire fucking film. Yeah, he was not. He was not happy with. Yeah, that's why he said that this would be his final Halloween. He would not do any more after this because. Um, Frenchie, the relationship he had with Frenchie was not a good one. I get that. A lot of, uh, 
you know, argument. It was very argumentative, I think. Like I said. All right. Well, you want to give um, us a score? I would give it a... I'm going to do one better than you, and I'm going to give it a three out of five. So you're still saying it's good, it's just not above average. Right. All right. Uh, for me, man, I, it's a two. I mean, it's... Eh, whatever. But, yeah, hopefully it gets better tomorrow with Halloween, Halloween 6. 6-6-6. Yes. The origin of Michael Myers and then the curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> That was horrible. Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.